Good morning. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me as we worship together. This past week, a flock of red birds visited our house. They were beautiful to behold and they reminded me of a scripture that I'd like to share with you. Luke chapter 12 verse 24 says, Look at the birds. They neither sow nor reap, nor do they have storehouses or barns, and yet our Father in heaven feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? In a modern translation, we might change that to be able to say to us, consider the birds that just flew around your house. They don't have jobs to make a living, nor do they have savings accounts or investment accounts. And yet God continues to provide for them. <laughs> Are you not much more valuable to God than these little birds? Man, such rich words for my life that I need to hear consistently over and over again. And I pray that there are words that you also may need to hear. Whatever you're going through right now today, I want to remind you that we serve a God and we have a God that will provide more than we ever could actually imagine to think about that we need in our life. He is more than enough. Let's worship God together with that theme in mind right now. Amen. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wouldn't hold you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Going through a storm, but I won't go down. I can hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me out. You would cross an ocean, so I wouldn't drown. You've never been closer than you are right now. Shira, you are enough. Shira, you are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance. Shira, you are enough. I'm already I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved more than I could imagine. Than I could imagine, and that is enough. 
As we consider, pray, and think about gathering together as a community, my dream is that when people who believe in God gather together, that there becomes a life-changing experience as they encounter the presence of God. Maybe that means God speaks to you in a powerful way. Maybe it means that God actually enables you to become a new and better person because of your encounter with him. Maybe it would mean that God physically touches you in a life-changing manner. In whatever manner that you actually encounter God, I believe that every single time we gather together, we should have life-changing experiences. So I would love for us to begin to discuss, what does it mean to have a life-changing experience as you encounter the presence of God? If you've experienced this before in your life and in your time of gathering together in the presence of God with the body of God's community, I love for us to discuss it. With someone in your home or with us in the chat room, I would love for you to share your thoughts and ideas of what it means to have a life changing experience in God. Let's discuss this right now in the chat room or with somebody in your home. What does it mean to have a life-changing experience in the presence of God? In love with no reservation You're not looking for perfection There's no need in me pretending I'll give you everything I'll give you share with you an example of a life-changing experience as a group of men that I've been a part of have been experiencing as we've encountered the presence of God. Every time we're there on Tuesday, the agenda is in the room. And there's no other agenda except for what God wants to do among us 
And so we go there and we just, uh, you know, celebrate one another in the sense of uh, sharing stories, sharing testimonies, sharing prayer requests. You know, we have these conversations where we can uh, kind of be with one another in that respect. If, if someone needs, um, you know, someone to listen to their story or needs someone to pray with them, this is kind of a space for that. But I think the, the greater thing still is, is when the agenda is in the room that we don't come with any sort of pressures, you know, to, to be anything other than who we are in the presence of God, just his children, you know. Um, and I think I've enjoyed that part of it, that it's not something I have to study for. I don't have to bring any books. You know, nobody's bringing out anything. I mean, it's just, we're just sitting there and enjoying the presence of God and enjoying one another's company. And now we literally have an expectancy of, you know, man, I, I feel like God's going to do something. And I think we experience that every Tuesday, literally. I don't know about you, but when I... When I'm driving in, I'm excited because I'm like, I have no idea what God's going to do, but I know he's going to do something because we're going to come and we're just going to be with him and we're going to be with one another. And he has not disappointed. Amen. Amen. We're learning to be instead of do. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I believe that, you know, we, we use this terminology, you know, among our group a lot about how the Lord is uh, deconstructing a lot of our ideas concerning, um, you know, concerning ministry, concerning, you know, just our lives in general. I think a lot of things have to be unlearned so that we can learn. Yeah. And so one thing that we have to unlearn is that God needs us to do constantly. Um, I believe that he calls us to be and that that whole concept of doing whatever it is that God wants us to do, He wants us to do after we learn how to be. Learn how to start being. So that we can learn how to start doing. So that we can learn how to start doing. Yeah, because, it, you know, I believe that when we, when we learn how to just shut everything down and just rest in His presence, I think then when we do whatever it is that He's called us to do, it's more of us allowing him to do this through us, but first do it in us. And so the doing is no longer really our doing, but his doing. I think that's what God has always intended for us. But we don't wait and we're not patient enough to allow that process to happen. And we have to unlearn this whole performance mentality that many of us have learned maybe from our childhood. You know, you need to do, do, do. And if you do good, then what? You get encouragement and you get, you know, uh, support and you get all these things that come with it. I believe in the presence of God, all that comes from just being. Right. You get God's very best when you're just with Him. Right. You know, because He doesn't need us to do anything else. One of the things that I've appreciated is that it seems that when we come to the room, everybody has something that they bring to the table. Yes. It's not like, as you mentioned, there's an agenda that we bring, mm -hmm. but we do bring ourselves. Yes. And we bring our conversation. We bring the heart that we have for God. Yes. And in the midst of all that, you know, I've stood and sat in our gatherings and I've received. 
Yes. And not just give, but I receive. Yeah. You know, just hearing the multiple voices of how they play with one another, mm -hmm. you know, I think has been just so impactful for me. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that even, you know, in my own life, because um, I think when you come with no agenda and you just want to listen and you want to hear and soak up what God has to say, what God desires, you know, what God is doing in our midst, I, I think then, you know, of course, you, you walk away with having received something that then puts you in position to give something. Because we can't give what we don't have. I think all of us walk away with something and we come back the next week with something because what God is doing in us, it's not like he's doing it in us just in that room. That room oftentimes begins to, you know, stir, um, you know, things. That's the reason we're always saying, well, wait a minute. It, you know, maybe a scripture that you read the week before or an experience that you had a year ago or whatever it is, it's like now the Lord is, is digging in those treasure chests and just showing you, look at these things that I've already given you. And now let's put them on the table and let's enjoy them now. So every week, of course, we come with something and every week we leave with something. I think that's true of all of us. Right. The other thing that I've appreciated about the gathering is that where it's located, <laughs> it gives us actually an opportunity not only to gather as Christians and brothers who are attempting to share with one another, but there's this environment where people have been onlookers yeah. and they've seen our conversations and they've seen the gatherings and they in flies on the wall yeah. and they wanted to be a participant of that. Yeah. And I found that amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's brought me a lot of joy. And it always seems like when they show up, it was a plan that we didn't even know about. Yeah. You know, something that God had already preordained. You know, that might sound strange. It's been it's been feeling strange. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. That people have actually shown up in the room and some of the things that we've been talking about, some of the things that we've been sharing are things that people have been praying about. Mm -hmm. People things that people have been asking questions about. Right. And we've been sharing that kind of information. It's it's a it's a it, it, it's a space where God is doing his work, where we can just be with him. And as we look in scripture, everyone could be with Jesus. Yeah. You know, he got on people's case for stopping the little children from being. It, it, I, that's what I experience. I love that aspect. It doesn't matter who sticks their head in that room. They're welcome and they can come and just be. And just be. Yes. Just be. When I think about some of the individuals that have come in that room that you just be, um, I also recognize the deep need that they bring. And I think that that's one thing that's blown my mind. Um, because they're all individuals that come in there and it looks like they gather all together. Yeah. And even when they hear the conversation, Initially, they might not share a lot, right? You know, but once we ask a couple more questions, or once we just talk a little bit more and allow everybody just to be, yeah, man. <laughs> but what's that question that you always ask? Well, the question I ask is, 
whenever somebody comes in the room, I, I ask, is there anything that we can pray for in your life? And I said, but before you answer, mm -hmm. I want to preface that when I mean prayer, I want you to think about anything that you can't do yourself. Yes. You know, is there anything that we can pray about that you just can't do yourself? Right. And it seems that, you know, people have really responded. No one says no. You know, no one just walks out and says, you know, I, I, I don't want that. It's, I think it's a God question. You know, it's a question that the Lord, I think, is asking all of us. You know, and we don't, don't always hear it because we're too busy trying to do it ourselves. And he says, but you, you can't. You need me to do that for you. Right. What is that thing? That's the question you're asking. What is that thing? Right. And I think it stops people. I've seen people just pause and like, we, one lady broke down. As soon as you ask that question, it's just right. like, man, it's like, ah. Oh. I think it's amazing um, what the Lord truly desires to do when we give him room, when we give him space, when we, you know, put our agenda aside and allow the agenda to be in the room and just say, God, what do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want us to talk about? You know, what do you want us to, to, to pray about? You know, even the spaces of silence. You know, um, so I've been enjoying that. I've been enjoying witnessing people's um, burdens being lifted. As that question kind of resonates with them and then they begin to pour out their hearts. And it's just been amazing, you know, witnessing that. My wife is still in contact with the one young lady. Mm. And um, she talks to my wife all the time. She wanted a t-shirt. Mm. And this, these t-shirts, right? <laughs> Um, it's not funny. It's prophetic. Yeah. Right. So that that T-shirt and that slogan came because every time we would have this conversation with her um, about some of the things that she was asking God for, and we were talking about, mm -hmm. she would say, "Man, that's funny. That's funny." <laughs> <laughs> and I kept responding back to her, "It's not funny. It's prophetic. It's prophetic. <laughs> that's right. 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 Well, that's resonated with her. Yeah." So she talks to my wife about that all the time. And so when we made t-shirts, my wife actually made a t-shirt for her. Yeah. You know, and my wife just reminding her, you know, that um, that whole idea of it being prophetic is that God has his eye on you. And that that day was ordained of God. And there was no mistake yeah. that you came to that, that coffee shop and that we met you that day. And that's what I've been truly enjoying. The agenda is just in the room what God wants to do yeah and we respond to that yeah and, and we're just talking about the simplicity of gathering together to pray yeah no agenda no no message no no high worship no right I said the simplicity of coming together to pray I said I've even thought about like the staff um, and the hospitality that they show us um, yeah. how they welcome us into the space. Yeah. You know, I was really blown away a couple weeks ago when one of the staff members asked the question, like, hey, where you been? And then when we came back the following week, 
um, one of the staff members saying that, you know, I felt it when you guys weren't here. And now, you know, every time we come in, she's excited. You know, they're excited um, to, to see us, but it's not really about us. It's bigger than that. You know, uh, one of the staff was talking about how um, the things that she asked us to pray for, that God has been answering those prayers. And so she's receiving grace from answered prayers and her life is being transformed. And she's talked about um, this past week about how happy she is. She's like, for some reason I feel like, and not that I don't have challenges, but I am the happiest that I've ever been in my life. And to hear someone talk like that and just be excited about the fact that there are some guys praying in the back room there and that I know that if I need prayer, if I talk to one of them, they will pray for me. Right. It's pretty powerful when you think about it. You know, you walk into a business and everyone there is excited about you being there because you're the guy that, and you're, you're the guys that pray for us. That's so just gathering us gathering together, we're seeing the impact yeah. in our own personal life. You know, we're seeing people who didn't even intend to come right. into the room right. be impacted. Yes. And also the people who host the building for us. Yes. The staff. Yes. It's just amazing. It is amazing. No agenda. No agenda. No sermon. No sermons. No worship. No. No children's service? No. No children's service. <laughs> We're just yeah. gathering together to pray. Yeah. You know, I'm highlighting those points about what is a typical agenda, you know, for our churches. Yes. I'm highlighting that because it's what we're doing as we gather makes me reconsider what we should be doing as a community that calls ourselves Christian when we gather. Yes. You know, are we giving got space to just show up and touch us the way that we've actually been talking. That's right. You know, because when when we have when we bring an agenda, you know, it's all based on the agenda that we perform. I think that's what the Lord is deconstructing for us in this space. And we talk about it every week. We talk about what the Holy Spirit is inspiring us to unlearn. But the Holy Spirit is challenging, you know, uh, about in our, in our thinking. That there's some things that we may hold on to because these are things that have been very important to us and maybe a, a very important part of our um, our Christian journey, right? And, and our time in, in, in church or wherever we picked up those things. Because some things we were taught, but some things we were caught, right? Just from being around certain things. And the Holy Spirit didn't ask him, but did I give you that? I mean, have you ever thought about it? Did I give you that? And then, give me that. Because I have something else for you that's better. So that you can experience the freedom that I truly desire that you experience. You know, it's in that freedom that we really, really see God move in very unique ways that have everything to do with Him and nothing to do with us. We're sitting in a back room in a coffee shop where no one can see us, 
and the Holy Spirit is bringing people in there who are broken. We don't have a a, a, a flyer out. We don't. We're not. We're not advertising. But this is happening because we're gathering to just be and just let the agenda be in the room. Yeah. You know, my, my church DNA is, is what I didn't even know very was good. in me. That's good, yeah. It's not like I intentionally consider this to be what it is supposed to be when we gather. Right. But that's what I've received. That's right. what I've learned. That's what I've caught. Right. And now it's being challenged, you know. Yeah. When we recognize that maybe it doesn't always have to have the sermon and the worship and the programming mm -hmm. that I thought that gathering meant. Right. You know, maybe it's supposed to mean something different. And, right. and I've been thinking that maybe it's just supposed to mean seeking the presence of God. Mm -hmm. That every time we gather, all we're supposed to do is try to find the best way that we can mm -hmm. just to seek God's presence. And then let Him mm -hmm. do everything else after that. Absolutely. Do you remember the day that this one young lady came in and um, the other brother that was there with us, McKees, actually, I don't know if you if, if you remember, but he started singing. Do you remember that? I do remember. Yeah. So we didn't create a space for that. Right. It happened because that was the space. Like, we didn't have to, like, schedule it and say, okay, so now we will sing. Because there's something about us just taking all of that, right? And just saying, well, you know what? God, this is your space. All of it is yours. It doesn't belong to me. It's your space. And that's what I believe that I think worship... Um, preaching, reading a scripture, all of that. What we're saying is that if any of that happens on Tuesday, if the Lord led you to do it, let's do it. That's where we are with this. Maybe the Lord has a song of your brothers sing it. Maybe the Lord's giving you a scripture. Read it. Yeah, when the Apostle Paul taught about what the gatherings of the church should look like. Yeah. So that everybody should bring something. Bring something. You know, yeah. Maybe somebody brings a, yeah. a teaching. Yeah. Maybe somebody brings a song. Yeah. Maybe somebody brings this, that, yeah. and the other. But we're all coming together, bringing something. Yeah. And it's not pre-programmed. No. But you're bringing it ready yeah. whenever the Holy Spirit leads us to That's right. use it. You're prepared to do whatever it is that God may want you to do at that moment. How often does that happen in our services? Where we've cut God out. No, no, that's not what you're doing right now because the program says you're supposed to do this. Who told you that? Who gave you that? And then I can hear the Lord saying, give that to me. Because that's what we're that's what we're doing, that's what this space is about. And that's our challenge that yeah. I think that I am working through in my mind mm -hmm. and learning in my heart is the challenge that it would be for us as a community in the Christian faith did not come with an agenda, right. but come to be. Come to be. And to allow 
whatever God's agenda is at that time to begin to show up in our life. Wow. I think that's, that's a powerful thought, you know. But it's challenging too, right? It is. Because we've already got the programming of what our church DNA already tells us right. of what should happen at church. Right. We know where children's service is. Right. We know what the sermons, how it's supposed to be formulated. Yes. You know, we know what a good worship song is supposed to be. Yes. You know, we know all the things of the forms of church. Right. But my question is, does that help us when we formulate everything out just to seek the presence of God? Wow. I, yeah, I, I, I think that's, um, I love these conversations because it does deconstruct, you know, where we are. You know, um, I mean, are we looking at, uh, is this God's time or is it ours? You know, who gets to dictate? You know, does he manage it or do we? I think we say that we rely on the Holy Spirit and when we pray, we want to hear from the Holy Spirit and we want the Holy Spirit to have his way. We, we say things like that. But the Holy Spirit having his way um, sometimes would mean that you don't get your way. Sometimes you might agree with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you might not. We have to be willing to admit that. And so, if we're obeying God, it's always going to be right in line with what He wants wants us to do. You know, it will be right in line with Scripture. It's gonna it's gonna be okay, but it may not be okay with us if we're holding on to what it is that we want to see in that moment. And on Tuesdays, all we want to do is just be. Well, Jeremy, let that be the final word. Yeah. And as we hear that final word that Jervy gave us, community, I want to invite you to pray with us that the experience that we're talking about here today of just being present with God becomes the experience that we have when we gather together in community. So I'm going to ask you right now if you can pray with me and pray with us as we provide some space for us and ask that question. Lord, will you give us as a community the heart to just be present with you? Will you allow us to take away the agenda that we consistently always bring and you bring your own agenda? And then will you honor us by changing our lives every single time that we show up? I would, I'd love for you to join me in that prayer uh, so that God can actually be present with us. I want to pause for just a minute I want to ask you to pray with someone that you're with right now, or if you're in our chat room, I would love for you to get in there and let us know that you're praying right now with us. And then we'll come together and we'll close in prayer.
up your voice, tell them Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Glory and honor and power to our God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Lord, thank you so much for what you are revealing to us, which you are showing to us about the power that is available when we gather together without an agenda. When we gather together and let your agenda be the leading reason of why we gather. But we desire to be people who actually seek your presence. But we pray that we have the heart to seek your presence and that you meet us when we come and we seek your presence. Lord, we may need our church DNA to be deconstructed. And Lord, I pray that we do that unlearning work and that you speak to us and that you guide us during this season where we are learning to gather with you with the agenda of seeking your presence and being led by you. Now, Lord, we pray that this is going to be a blessing. We pray not only for the community of those that are gathering today, Lord, but I desire and I know you desire that that there be a movement that rises up where people seek you honestly, wholeheartedly, free from their own agendas, but simply desiring to be with you. So Lord, I pray that there's a movement that arises through here that enables that to be the case, that to be so. Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.